0: Welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. My name is Rich and I'm your guide to the intoxicating world of spirits. Now we're here for a Monday night sample size. It's the Monday after Christmas. Hope you guys all had a healthy, happy, safe holiday. Um, I know around the fringes of my world, there was some sort of little COVID scares. So we really couldn't get together and have a drink for the holidays. And that's really where this... Kind of monday night sample size was born out of you know it, it kind of stems from you know the limited amount of rare uh limited release allocated release bottlings in addition to special things that, that you know we just find all over the place that we get excited about when we try and then we want to share them with people so we get these little 50 milliliter vials or whatever it is that we we sample them out and then we kind of parcel them out and, and share them with friends. It also kind of was born out of, you know, COVID in these crazy times where we really couldn't get together and and share bottles together. So the only way that we could have a drink with each other was maybe over Zoom or, you know, on the phone. However, you, you video chat and, and we could drink simultaneously from different locations. So that's really where this Monday night sample size concept was born out of. And so yeah here we are now like I said it's the Monday after Christmas I have survived the holidays and uh, by doing so I earned myself a couple of days off uh, it was pretty hectic I didn't didn't take any time off in December just kind of leading up to the holiday so I decided to take a couple of days off this week and what that has done for me is it has expanded uh What I'm going to do for some sampling tonight So I won't be sampling out of 50 milliliter vials Because I don't have to go to work tomorrow So I'm going to indulge a bit And I'm going to do two samplings tonight Of a couple of special bottles One was a a splurge bottle that I bought for myself And the other was a very nice gift given to me By a great friend Uh, First off, I'll be tasting the Bombergers Declaration Bourbon which is a Mictors product. Uh, I had been kind of on the fence whether or not I wanted to pick this one up and I couldn't be happier that I did. Very, very limited. I think less than 2,000 bottles out there in rotation for the 2021 release. Pretty fantastic. I couldn't be happier on my purchase there. And then the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch, which pound for pound, dollar for dollar, is one of the better whiskeys that is out there. Uh, I remember the old days when I used to have 10 cases of it stacked and nobody wanted to buy it, and, and now it's incredibly hard to find. And for good reason. It's an absolutely fantastic whiskey. So it was nice to get to revisit that uh, after not tasting that for the last couple of years. So again, yeah, this is bonus episode. We are the only podcast out there that has bonus episodes without full-scale episodes, but I promise you those are coming. They're in the works, and we are going to drop full-length episodes right after the new year, starting with a two-part episode, which to me kind of shows the backbone of who I am, uh, what I aspire to do, sort of hero to me in a lot of ways. Uh, we're going to do a two-part episode talking about Anthony Bourdain. Uh, my background is in restaurants. To me, if you're in the restaurant business and you consider yourself a serious sort of person in the restaurant business and you haven't read Kitchen Confidential, I don't even want to talk to you. It truly is the Bible of what we do. Uh, and all those stories that a lot of people read and go like, wow, that's really crazy. To me, it was just like, yeah, eh, that's that's what life in the business is Um, it's the love-hate relationship that we all had with the business. And then the second part, we'll be talking about Roadrunner, which is the documentary that kind of documents his life, uh, kind of after Kitchen Confidential, right up until the sad, unfortunate ending of it. Uh, Bourdain was not only, uh, you know, a great restaurant person and a travel host, uh, which I think he kind of didn't really like that that sort of title. Uh, but he was also an incredible foodie. He loved books. He loved music. In fact, when the documentary filmmaker uh, started putting together that project to make the documentary on his life, he started to create a Spotify playlist of every song that Bourdain mentioned on his TV shows. And I think it's like a 28-hour playlist. So You're talking about a guy who's got a restaurant background, was a foodie, loved tasting alcohol, um, whatever was sort of culturally relevant wherever he was, whether it was wine, beer, spirits. He loved whiskey. uh, He loved movies. He loved books. All the things uh, that we want to talk about going forward, uh, as well as addressing, you know, some of the mental health issues that he sort of lived with in silence and didn't discuss with people until, unfortunately, it was too late, Um, and some of the addiction issues that he had as well. So there is a a human and a a dark side to kind of everything that we do, and we're not going to leave anything kind of unturned. So if that sounds interesting to you um, as sort of a a starting point, a launching point for the journey that we're going to go on, then go to the podcast page, Click the subscribe or follow button. You'll get notified when new episodes come up. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, where you can leave ratings, reviews, comments. Tell me that I suck. Whatever. It's just nice to know that somebody's out there listening, um, and that it matters to somebody. Uh, either way, you can follow us for all things Spirits Guide on Instagram. And you know, if you want to reach out to me and and chat. You can message us through Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me the spirits guide at uh, the spirits guide 89 at gmail.com. Yeah, if there's something that you've got that you're curious as to my thoughts and and you want to have me do a sample size of it, uh, we'll get the sample here. Or if there's something I taste and you're like, wow, that sounds really cool. If I can, I will get you a sample of whatever it is that I am tasting as well. Um, we'll keep this interactive and, and build a family uh in a community, hopefully. So if all those things sound a good to you, uh get ready. The journey is about to begin. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of Monday Night Sample Size. Again, hope you had a great holiday and hope you have a, a safe and happy new year. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Great. so here we are it's Monday night sample size is the Monday after Christmas. Uh, hope everybody had a great holiday. I managed to survive it barely. Uh, again I love my my retail family uh, and the customers you guys are awesome uh, but certainly getting through the holidays in the retail side of the world. Is is an adventure, uh, no doubt So here we are, it's the Monday after Christmas It's a Monday night sample size And typically on Monday, you know, we're not cracking a bottle We're, you know, just maybe having a taste, get the week started But for me, having survived the holiday I actually took a couple days off this week I had a little bit of vacation time to burn so I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I might not even go in on Wednesday either. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and I definitely did not work today. So that's going to entitle me to a little bit more freedom. So for this sample size Monday, uh, I'm not actually going to be pouring from 50 milliliter vials. I'm going to do a tasting of a couple of bottles that I acquired this holiday season. This may have been the most prosperous holiday season for me as far as whiskey goes. Uh, and for you guys out there that come see me at Wachusett Wine and Spirits, um, it was definitely the most enjoyable holiday as far as getting to see you guys. Um Getting to dole out some bottles, I I truly enjoy kind of being the gatekeeper for that. You know, deciding where the these bottles go and and getting good bottles into the hands of good people. Uh, So for that, it was a lot of fun. And for me, I, I got some great bottles this holiday season. I actually ponied up and splurged for a couple. And with the great friends that I have, I was gifted some great things. So. We're going to do a twofer because, again, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to taste one whiskey that I don't think I've ever had. And if I did, it has been years. Um, and that is going to be the Bombergers 2021 release. I don't honestly remember if I had that when I was at Mictor's down in Louisville. Uh, but if I did, I don't remember it. I've seen bottles in the past. I've never ponied up for it. But I was looking at it on uh, Christmas Eve, and uh, yeah, I grabbed that one for myself. And then the other one, which was a gift to me uh, that I haven't tasted in years, is the Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch. Which I guess when I started, there was kind of three core offerings: it was the small batch, the single barrel, and the straight rye um, at the store. We had gotten a ton of it in. I was sitting on probably 10, 15 cases of small batch for the longest time. And then when we finally sold out of it, we could never order it again. And now it's become one of the Buffalo Trace unicorn products uh, that are out there. But for me, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, I always loved this small batch. I thought it was a great, great bottle of whiskey. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that first. Now, much like always, I have the samples poured. They're sitting right underneath my nose, right beside the microphone. So I'm actually getting to smell these as I speak to you. And they are both fantastic. So first sample that we're going with is the Bombergus 2021 release. Uh, This is a Mictors product. Mictors is very, very... Quiet, guarded, secretive, however you want to word it, about their product, their mash bill. Um, You know, they've been making their own whiskey since 2015. So obviously, Michter's tenure isn't theirs. Um, So they're they're very kind of secretive about where they get their whiskey from and, and how it's made. So there's not a lot of info on this. Here's what I can tell you. Bomberger is named after Abraham Bomberger, who bought the Shanks Distillery, which was in Schaffersville, Pennsylvania. Shanks Distillery became Bomberger uh, Distillery, uh, which then became Michter's, named after Michael and Peter, two sons of the owner. Um, And that distillery kind of ran until Prohibition, kind of floundered in and out, change of ownership hands. And then a few years ago, uh, somebody bought the name Michter's. And with it, I guess they bought the history of it. So when you see on the the Michter's label that it goes back to the Civil War and in 1700s, there's kind of a lineage there. It's not an exact lineage, but it's great, great marketing. Um, The other special thing about this bottling What's great is, you know, Mictor's has a a definite flavor profile with their bourbon, their sour mash, the American whiskey and the single barrel rye. Um, This allows them to get a little bit more experimental, kind of like a side project, but also appeal and get people kind of interested in their heritage. So they're using wood. uh, It's called Chinquapin. I'm probably crucifying that. It's a strain of American oak that kind of grows up in Vermont, across uh, northern U.S. and kind of down to Florida and grows in some parts of New Mexico. It's very closely related to chestnut wood or chestnut oak. So you're getting a, a different barrel type Uh so some of it is mixed with regular Kentucky straight bourbon barrel that's aged in traditional barrels, and then some of this uh, Chinquapin uh, oak as well. Now, on the nose, oh, it such a great, great nose. It smells like whiskey to me. Um, I don't get the impression that this is super old, there's definitely some oak there, but it's not sort of the toasty Calumet or even like a Michter's 10, not that kind of toasty oak, but definitely, definitely woody. And there's like some sort of sour, maybe sour citrus in the middle. Yeah, I mean that's that's everything you want it to be. It, I don't know how else to put this. It sounds so simplistic, but it tastes like like whiskey. Um, there's a nice oakiness there. Uh, there's almost like a vanilla wafer cookie kind of flavor. A little bit of sort of lemony flavors. It's hundred and eight proof. Which is a great proof point for this. This is serious. This is stylish. Uh, There's an elegance to this. There's a richness to this. Again, it's not big, bold, caramel, uh, vanilla, butterscotch. It's a little bit more kind of subdued and finessed. This is fantastic. (sighs) I wish I could... Kind of pick out what that smell was. Like I think when I'm done, I'm gonna to go through my sensory kit and smell all the different bottles and see if I can come up with a something flavor profile that matches that. That being said, um on the three-tier rating system, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Um, is it worth the money? I think it is for 80 bucks that we had it on the shelf at And we only had a couple of bottles I think we got three bottles this year So for something you're only getting three bottles of It's a limited once a year release It's dated on the label um, That it's a 2021 release That there were only 1789 bottles produced So Yeah, for 80 bucks to get something that limited, that good, without a doubt, it's worth the money. And does the bottle start a conversation on the bar? I think it does. I think it's got a very kind of old-school label to it. Uh, People, you know, Bombergers is is not a name that's tossed around a lot. So I think when somebody comes over and they're looking at your whiskey collection and they see Bombergers, it will invite you to tell the story of... You know, this is Mictors in sort of its uh, paying homage to its heritage going back to the 1700s. So, yeah, it hits all three on the head. Uh, It's good. It's worth the money. And it's definitely a conversation starter. Now, on to E.H. Taylor. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I'm an absolute nut for Bottled and Bond. And this E.H. Taylor is a bottled and bond whiskey, which is fitting because E.H. Taylor, Edmund Haynes Taylor, in addition to being a pioneer um, with OFC, Old Fashioned Copper Distillery, um, kind of the lineage of Buffalo Trace, he was also part of the the team that came up with the bottled and bond bill and act that would eventually be signed into law in 1897. Uh, He had the vision to understand that, uh, you know, whiskeys were getting diluted and they were kind of getting messed with where people would buy barrels and they would cut them with other things. Uh, And this was sort of his way of ensuring quality product in the marketplace Uh, The Bottled and Bond Act, which we've said before and we'll say a million times, uh, means it was made by one distillery in one distilling season, so either January to June, June to December, um, aged in a government-supervised warehouse from a minimum of four years, bottled at exactly 100 proof. Now, again, Buffalo Trace, much like Michter's, Very, very secretive about their processes and their mash bills. This is believed to be mash bill number one, which is 75% corn, 10% rye, 15% malted barley. So fairly low uh, on the rye uh, and a good amount of barley as well. I guess the appeal from some of the research I've done, and again, it's Sample Size Monday. We don't go too deep on it. uh, but. All the Taylor whiskeys are aged pretty much in warehouses that were built by Colonel Taylor. And there's a way that they treat the barrels uh, that are used. Uh, I think they they take the staves and they put them in this sort of solution and they soak them up with something before they build the barrels. So there's something that kind of distinguishes somebody at one point. had told me like, oh, it's all the same juice. Well, it kind of is all the same juice, but depending on the warehouse you put it in, where you put it in, in that warehouse, the type of wood you age it in, uh, the level of char on those woods, there's a lot of little things that kind of go into play. <clears throat> I have read reports that this could be up to seven years old on the juice. That I don't know. Again, Buffalo Trace is very, very secretive. But what we do know is is, is minimum of four years old. So let's give it a taste. I haven't had this in years. Now, this is almost <clears throat> the opposite completely of the Bomb Burgers. This is thick, rich, creamy, darker flavors. A lot more caramel, butterscotch, lots of butterscotch in that. And even though it's a little bit lower in proof, it's much heavier in viscosity and body. That is also fantastic. And on the three-tier rating system, uh, is it good? Of course it's good. It's better than good. It's great. Um, Is it worth the money? To me, if you can still find this, <clears throat> I mean when when we first started, boom, I just got some sort of tea notes. Yeah, on the finish. It's almost like yeah, like loose leaf tea. Very cool. Yeah, so this was about a forty five dollar bottle, uh, in the kind of the least expensive of the Taylor offerings when I first started to see it. And uh, it's obviously still the least. I have seen this in the marketplace get a little out of control. Uh, I think we were selling this for 60, 65. To me, if you can find it, it's worth grabbing at 65. You start getting into $100 or anything more than that. It's good. It's actually great, great whiskey, but the price is now driven by the lack of availability. I don't know why that lack of availability is there, but it is. If you see it, grab it. But if it's over a hundred bucks, I might take a hard pass on that. Does the bottle start a conversation? Without a doubt. Um, It comes in this gorgeous tube. um, It's kind of tan brown with an orange, uh, a yellow label on it. If you take the bottle out of it, you know, big Colonel Taylor. There's a picture of Colonel Taylor on the bottle. Uh, It's kind of, a you know, it's history on the label. And I know I'm telling you guys out there as if you've never seen a, a bottle of Colonel Taylor. That being said. Quick little uh, can't get out of here without a Buffalo Trace rant in sort of the hype machine that has been created and the people who go out and hunt whiskeys that they have no clue what they are looking for. The packaging on Colonel E.H. Taylor is very, very distinctive. Again, it comes in a tube. It's a big tan tube, red lettering, yellow label. Says Colonel E.H. Taylor pretty clearly on the tube. I had a customer who came into our store and uh, our other location, not the one that I work out of, but I happened to be there. And we had some of the quote unquote allocated whiskeys out on the shelf. And there was a bottle of E.H. Taylor. There was a bottle of Weller 12, uh, Blood Oath. I'm trying to think of what else was on that shelf. But some some really good bottles and really limited allocated bottles um, because, you know, Buffalo Trace is not the only people who allocate whiskeys. And a customer had asked me, you know, what do you think? Which one should I grab? And I said, well, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, the best value out of all of those is actually just the Colonel Taylor small batch. And we couldn't have been more than four or five feet away from the shelf. It was behind the counter, so he was outside the counter. And he said, which one is the Taylor? And it was at that point I realized, this customer had no idea what they were looking for. They just know that there's something out there that's allocated that everybody wants and they want a piece of the action. I, I guess it's great that people are out there buying the whiskey. It's unfortunate that those are the people who are also driving up the cost at retail um, because they think it's liquid gold and then they're, you know, They're emailing people saying that I'll give you $200 for an each Taylor small batch. And then retailers go, well, if this guy's going to offer me 200, why wouldn't I ask 225 and see what more I can get? So that's kind of the sad part. The good part is, you know, they're going to drink really good whiskey. I just hope that they appreciate it. Maybe do a little bit more research and go a little deeper with it so that next time they can. Make a more informed decision and not based on hype in in rarity. (sighs) That being said, this Colonel Taylor is so good. All right, so there it is. We're going to wrap it up. It's the Monday after Christmas, and I am going to go enjoy at least another glass of each of these um, and then go do some prep for uh, a full episode recording that I'm going to do during my time off here. So thank you guys, as always, for listening, for being there. Hope you guys had a great holiday. Hope you guys had a great whiskey holiday or spirits holiday that you get some cool stuff that you're going to get to share with friends. And more importantly, hope you guys get to spend it with with family and the people that you care about. As always, I am humbled that you guys are out there and listening and digging what I'm doing. Uh, look forward to, again, getting full episodes recorded and, and really growing and beginning a journey, um, that will hopefully just take us to a whole bunch of different places, uh, in the new year. All right. I'm going to wrap it and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you again. Cheers. Yay.